Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Things That Go Bump in the Night. This is J.C. Bratton coming to you from her Zen room in San Jose, California. Today's episode is going to be similar to the last episode. I'm going to do a reflection piece on an article that I've written for Mystery and Suspense magazine. The reflection piece is going to be on Obsession and Horror, the Female Stalker. Now, back in season two, episode two, I gave some highlights regarding uh, the various stalker types, but this time around, I'm going to go into more detail explaining each of the stalker types and the corresponding cinema fictional character. So sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with that information. Don't look at me that way, Dave. I just don't know what to say to you. I'm sorry I mistrusted you. I should have known you'd never do anything to spoil it. To spoil what? What we have between us. We don't have a goddamn thing between us. Now, how many ways am I going to have to say this to you? I don't care how many ways you say it. It's not true. What I have to do to convince you? It's not true. Oh, it's not. What are you doing? Get dressed to drive you home, that's what. Oh, you're playing these games. Why are you pretending you don't love me? I don't even believe I'm hearing this. But I love you! You haven't got the vaguest idea what love is. We don't even know each other. So that was a clip from Play Misty for Me, which is a 1971 horror film starring Clint Eastwood. He starred in it and also directed the film. And it was one of the first movies that featured a female stalker. Well, when we think of stalkers, the typical image is a male hooded figure lurking in the dark. We think of fictional characters like Michael Myers in the Halloween series or real-life creepers such as John Hinckley Jr., who attempted to assassinate President Ronald Reagan to gain the attention of actress Jodie Foster. But believe it or not, when it comes to stalking, women are identified as perpetrators in 12-13% to of cases. A study for the Journal of the American Academy of Psychiatry and the Law in 2003 classified female stalkers into four distinct groups, actively represented in horror, literature, and film. Group number one, the rejected stalker. I just want to be a part of your life. Oh, this is the way you do it, huh? Showing up at my apartment! What am I supposed to do? You won't answer my calls, you change your number. I'm, I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. Labeled as the most common stalker type, the rejected stalker's behavior is brought about by the termination of a relationship, most commonly by a romantic partner, but also with estranged mothers, broken friendships, or strained work relationships. The rejection is perceived as an insult, resulting in emotional wounds and the seeking of vindication. Harassment by telephone is the most common with these stalkers. Alex Forrest in Fatal Attraction from 1987 is the perfect example of a rejected stalker. Glenn Close played that character brilliantly. In the movie, Dan Gallagher, played by Michael Douglas, is a happily married lawyer whose work leads him to meet Alex Forrest, an editor of a publishing company. While his wife and daughter are out of town for the weekend, Dan has an affair with Alex. Although it was initially understood by both as just a fling, Alex just cannot let go. 
She starts calling Dan at his office, then at his home, not one to be ignored. Alex later befriends Dan's wife and his child. Oh, and she also leaves a special present for Dan's wife in the kitchen. Group number two, the intimacy-seeking stalker. Hi, it's Lisa. Sorry you missed me. Leave me a message after the beep. You listen to me. You know exactly who this is. You came into my house. You touched my child. <laughs> you think you're crazy? I'll show you crazy. Just try me, bitch. Another large group, the intimacy-seeking stalker has the desire for intimacy with someone that they have identified as their true love. They believe they are loved or will be loved by the victim. Often, they focus on someone of higher social status. They typically fall under the diagnosis of delusional disorder, erotomaniac type in the DSM-5. Along with the rejected stalkers, this group tends to be the most persistent over time. In the 2009 thriller Obsessed, Derek Charles, played by Idris Elba, works for a Los Angeles finance company and is married to Sharon, played by Beyonce Knowles, and has an infant son. While Derek is at work, he befriends a temporary worker, Lisa Sheridan, played by Allie Larder. Mistaking his friendliness for flirting, Lisa tries to seduce Derek. Although Derek repeatedly rejects her, Lisa continues to make sexual advances on him. At the company holiday party, in his car, in his home, little did Lisa know that Sharon wasn't exactly a passive little mouse, leading to the ultimate catfight. Group number three, the incompetent stalker. I've been waiting since six o'clock last night to hear from you. I've been worried sick. Sorry, I guess I just didn't think. No, you didn't. And there's such a thing as a phone, you know? Incompetent stalkers lack appropriate social skills and knowledge of courtship rituals. These stalkers do not believe that their feelings will be reciprocated, but they do feel they are entitled to a relationship. They attempt to establish a friendship, and their advances are usually crude and insensitive. They are oblivious to their victim's disinterest or distress. Incompetent stalkers often have stalked other victims before. Single White Female is a 1992 American psychological erotic thriller film based on John Lutz's 1990 novel called SWF Seek Sane. Bridget Fonda plays Allie Jones, a young woman who seeks a new roommate. She finds the plain and awkward Hedra, also known as Hetty, played by Jennifer Jason Lee. Both Allie and her boyfriend Sam, played by Stephen Weber, become the object of Hetty's dangerous obsession. Hetty begins impersonating Allie and even seduces Sam. Obviously, this doesn't end very well, especially for poor little Buddy, the puppy that Hetty buys for Allie. Group number four, the resentful stalker. I'm your number one fan. My name is Annie Wilkes. I'm number one fan. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm also a nurse. Lastly, we have the resentful stalker. Their behaviors are meant to distress or frighten their victims. In Malloy and Boyd's study, half acted on grievances against people, while the others were generally disgruntled and chose targets at random. In addition to the rejected stalker group, these stalkers were most likely to threaten their victims. The perfect example of a resentful stalker is Annie Wilkes, played by Kathy Bates in Stephen King's Misery. Annie is an obsessed fan of best-selling romance novelist Paul Sheldon, played by James Kahn. 
she rescues Paul after a near-fatal car accident and begins nursing him back to health, until she realizes he's about to kill off her favorite fictional character, Misery Chastain. A sledgehammer, a typewriter, and a gun all play pivotal roles in this unforgettable tale of obsession. Well, they say that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Well, maybe it's time we should take this to heart. Female stalkers are a force to be reckoned with in the horror genre. So gentlemen, if a woman asks you to play Misty for me, you'd better if you know what's good for you. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. I'll be back again with another episode soon. Thank you.